Yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but we're actually the the only um the only podcast that covers uh hit video game annual event E3. Uh and since, you know, you the listener at your, you know, th- this is coming out after E3 and you should assume that the day a, a podcast is released on is when it was recorded. So you should assume that the people on the podcast, they have all the information you would expect them to have on that day. Always assume that. It'll never cause problems. Uh, it was really crazy how Todd Howard started executing interns on the stage. Did you catch that? Anger. Sexual lust. The sorts of things that you experience when you're playing a video game. All these concepts originated with Karl Marx. Yeah, I saw that after the uh, extended uh, trapeze act that he performed in the style of um, when Creed performed at the Thanksgiving uh, uh, (laughs) halftime show for the Dallas Cowboys and they had the weird bald aerialists flying over the stadium in tribute to 9-11 sponsored by the Salvation Army. It's yeah. a lot. It was a lot like that, and that. But then, when he started, just, um, yeah, bringing out interns strapped onto boards, like the senator from that one Purge movie, um, <laughs> as like, yeah, as, as as people were thank the interns for their service. Thank you, interns. Everyone said before he shot him in the back of the head. That's it's right. uncomfortable. I mean, you know, it it might feel that way, but this E three was also uh, dedicated. Uh, or memorialized to 9-11 um so you've got to respect uh 9/11, yeah 11 you know yeah and in, in never tribute forget. to it we're we're never entirely sure if they're like for or against pro it. <laughs> pro 9-11 yeah was it, it was it or was that was it was it <laughs> were, were, were they heavily in favor we'll Todd never Howard. know well, i guess we'll never know I think I know Todd Howard's position on 9-11. I, I've got a hunch that I'm prepared to <laughs> to legally we- actionably state, which is that he's pro-9-11. <laughs> it's weird that he has an Osama Bin Laden Funko Pop sitting on his desk. I've, that, I've, I thought that I've was heard. unusual. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a choice. It just works. Uh, and then he, uh, another big highlight was when Phil Spencer came out and he just started like throwing wads of bills into the crowd and just saying, I don't know, you know, he was just like, I don't have to prove anything to you people. He started, that's right. He was through money and then he, rain. Yeah. And then he started spitting into the crowd. Um, and then he just fucking left and they Drop loved in it. That they clip were- <laughs> from It's Always Sunny where they, uh, um, decide to just start spitting on everyone after they're trying to be. It's the one where they're trying to be commercially viable. Oh, and then Charlie and then plays think, that song, right? They like, go fuck go yourself. Fuck song. Yourself. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just start. Is he spitting? Are we spitting? <laughs> yeah. And then they just start spitting on everyone. Yeah. That's, that's. I feel like that is the energy that we need to cultivate as a <laughs> podcast. You know. <laughs> that's what I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to have a whole new attitude um, online in general, <laughs> which <laughs> f- funny, which I would describe as the uh, um, 
I'm just let's just say the the model that I'm working from is uh, a friend of mine. I watched uh, recently. <laughs> I watched I watched recently a friend of mine's video on YouTube about the Batman, and they had oh. uh, in the in the replies on their tweet showing the video, someone had posted a like a four or five tweet long thread about why they thought that my friend's video was wrong, um, with a great deal of obnoxious detail because this is a batman fan after all yeah and then my friend my friend responded oh no no i got no i actually i got it right and that was it um that was really fun that was real that was legitimately really fun i laughed a lot i'm like that's how i'm trying to be you know i'm trying to be that like no actually i'm correct about everything i've done that a couple of times when someone posts a really like disturbingly long-winded like <laughs> disagreement with like my reading of a movie or something as if like one uh, out of four yeah as if there's like an objective correct uh you know take on the movie that i'm deviating from and i've like personally affronted them for doing so uh whenever that happens i just respond no i nailed it yeah, i did a good no, job I, actually <laughs> actually it was actually it was great um yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right um Enough about all that. Uh, really big news just dropped. Uh, they're making a Joker two. Um, mm. Now, many have said that Joker, the was really the best movie um, that kind of has been made by human hands. Mm. Uh, it's got a it's got a clown man. Um, it's got a it's got a. <sighs> You know, yeah, it's it's probably got other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got the it's got the Joker. Have you heard about this guy? He's kind of twisted. That's it. <laughs> he's kind of twisted, and he he's, he doesn't much care for our our good friend Batman. That's right. Who, uh, that's right. I mean, I I think has never done anything wrong. Sponsor of the pod, Batman. Uh, shout out mm-hmm. to him. Uh, mm-hmm. Buy his um toys. <laughs> yeah, Wayne Wayne Industries is that the name? I, I Wayne, don't know much about Batman. Uh, yeah, what's his fucking Enterprise. company called? Is it Wayne Industries? Wayne Corp? No, it's not that. I would remember that. That feels that that's a that's like a more of a Marvel sort of name, I think, for a company. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, no. yeah, I I think that uh, we're really gonna we're gonna discover that. Um, I mean, I think people are quite split on on the Joker movie. I kind of enjoyed it for a few reasons, but I feel like we're going to learn that the things that worked about it were definitely an accident because, um, oh, fuck, I can't remember his name now. It's Todd something. Who's the fucking guy who made made it? Todd, uh, not Uh, Todd Howard. I can't stop thinking of the name Todd Howard. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Yeah, yeah the, um, the hangover guy. Yeah, so Todd Phillips is not a great writer or movie maker, um, as you can maybe glean from his his previous filmography, which does feature the Hangover movies, um, as probably the biggest things he's done. Yeah, um, he wrote some of the like kind of schlock, schlocky aughts comedies uh like old school i think and then he and then he made joker which let's let's be honest what worked about joker it was um taxi driver 
Yeah. That's what's worth <laughs> it. Uh, it's Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. Um, <laughs> it would be insanely funny if the sequel is just aping another Scorsese film. I think that would yeah, be that would really, be really good. I think a lot of people who got angry about how it was aping Taxi Driver um, will fucking lose it, and that'll be funny. Um, I hope they don't watch any other gritty movies that have been released in the past 25 years because unfortunately um i gotta tell you uh they're all ripping off <laughs> they're all ripping off taxi driver uh, they they're won't all be happy. ripping off scorsese they yeah. will not be happy about it not at all no, i think no. that um i my brain doesn't work right so i've watched probably most of the marvel movies and as mm. a consequence um I was just excited that it seemed like a movie at all. Uh, so I yeah. think that when these comic book movies, uh, I think I'm prepared to be like, oh, that's kind of interesting uh, more probably than people who don't watch any of them because they don't, they don't understand how low this bar is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, w- it was a movie. It was shaped like a movie. It had um, uh, a- an artistic voice. I'm not saying it was great, but it was a movie. And, uh, you know, it, it sort of seemed like it was trying to grapple with some ideas in a really weird and clumsy way uh, that I think I think it's pure accident that um, what it really says about these ideas is as interesting as it is. Because, again, Todd Phillips is not... Um, he's simply not that based. Uh, so yeah. I don't know what he thought he was doing. I remember... I remember before the movie came out or maybe just after it came out, uh, he was like in an interview and he was talking about like he he was doing kind of like vaguely right wing talking points about like uh, uh, I swear he said something about like cancel culture or some shit like that. And it's like, I'm not sure how he thinks that even fits into this movie, Um, but it's great. It's great because it's it just feels like an accident uh, and it's this weirdly um on video games are the worst thing on earth we did a whole episode on it and uh i think reese described it really well as a movie that is just deeply illiberal and that's kind of what's appealing about it uh and that's why i think a lot of people kind of freaked out about it like oh this is a far right movie like nah it's just it's just not happy about about liberalism and it can't really figure out which way it's going um and i think that's kind of exciting because I feel like most media that comes out is deeply, deeply liberal and seeing something with even a little bit of curiosity about that was like, oh, this is almost a movie. This is maybe a movie that's worth thinking about for more than 10 seconds, which I cannot say about a lot of, you know, like Marvel shit that's getting churned out, you know? Yeah, it's not supposed to pass through me like the like a Victorian ghost. Like, <laughs> like fear like, itself. Yeah, like like a, like a the wind's whisper. Like, but shitty. Like, <laughs> it's a like shitty it, whisper. Yeah, I thought Joker was okay. And I... I think what... Yeah, I think y'all are on to something about it's sort of like illiberal tendency, which is a diagnosis like that can comes from, you know, maybe not even necessarily your experiences, but experience in general is how people kind of articulate a sort of an, an uneasiness with the present state of things. I think that 
I think that's part of what's good about movies like this is that it's they always articulate something that's resonating like 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 it's 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 either if it's like genre film or if it's superhero stuff or whatever it is sort of takes on these sort of unconscious qualities that just kind of like because it's pulling from pop culture at large and also pulling from a particular um ip and then that ip spinoffs and then it's all like they're sort of like they're bound to be constructions of the capitalist dreamscape like yeah. that's just how like that's how you know really all all movies work in, in some ways but especially these ones and oftentimes i think i think the most useful ones are films that have that that come to a fair diagnosis of the present state of things but that are created by a an extremely dumb guy <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they're just dumb guy movies so that's how i feel about the purge of which i've seen Ooh, every yeah. purge movie totally and the purge movies are they're dumb guy films because they they diagnose sort of they 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 have the feeling that people are uneasy that tensions are high that it's in some ways has to do with economic inequality that's built resentment between people of different marginalized groups uh, uh and the sort of dominant you know white bourgeois population they use race they talk about they talk about they do talk about it like yeah, i mean yeah. and they try and articulate a position on race and it's actually a deeply liberal position funny enough but it's all based off of a dumb guy premise which is what, what like what if like everything was legal like, <laughs> it's just for one night and then everyone go around and just be like yeah i got it. the purge movies like Pur to pur purging is a completely like it, it is a completely articulated like social social institution and cultural position in the world of these movies. Everyone's like, I gotta purge, man. I wanna purge. No one's gonna purge. Everyone always just talks about purging. They love it. And they love like, to do it. Yeah. They the people like folks folks, they love it. They love the purge. I walked in the room and said, Wow, look at all these people purging. Uh it, and it's <laughs> it's we it's so weird. Because it's so it's so silly, yeah. And but the but the films were it was it's horror, so it's a it's genre film. So that as in and of itself has an audience. But horror movies fail all the time. I think the reason why the Purge movies have they were very popular and they made a lot of money. And I think the reason why is because they, um, as you're talking about with Joker, it's not. It's not as inclined to, like, it it almost does what Joker is trying to do, but in an effort to, in, in a more preservationist uh, sort of perspective. Like, the, the, the I can't remember the, pur the Purge guy's name. Um, he didn't do all the movies. He did a good amount of them. But the kind of crea the creator behind them seems to, like... At one point, there's a Purge movie where there is should you should you assassinate the like the a uh, 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 like essentially a a political cadre a, a far right like literally Christo fascist political cadre that is literally doing human sacrifices 
or should you vote them out? Oh yeah. And the the answer is vote the answer is vote them out. That actually. was the most insane thing in those movies when that That's occurred. So it was like I don't That's so good. What is happening <laughs> even? Yeah, they had a chance to kill the the real bad kind of dictatorial guy. Um and then the uh protagonist of the film, a senator running for president says no. Because that will make you, it will make you, the words they keep using is, it'll make you just as bad as them. Which, no, no it wouldn't. Yeah, what? Ki- like, a ki- stupid kill, idea. <laughs> killing someone who is proved to be an historic evil, um, and who is, like, constantly putting, like, who's literally doing human sacrifices, killing that person is the same as being that person. Which, oh man, no, it's definitely not. But your movie's really interesting, and more people should talk about it. It should it should have more. I should do like a video about it or something. It should have more of a. It, it should be talked about in a, the pop culture lexicon more, and just like I think it's the same reason why another Joker movie is getting made. Is it going to be bad? Oh, oh yes. Oh yeah. I, again, like I said <laughs> right at the top, um, what made the first one like interesting. Uh, I think was totally an accident, just a, a, a freak occurrence of the production process. And uh, the second movie, I think that maybe Todd Phillips is going to think that he's like a big deal now and he can write like a, a smart comic book movie or something. And uh, it's it's not going to work because he can't because he's a dum-dum. And uh, I think it'll be very funny, whatever happens, yeah. which is, it I guess, on funny. brand. Yeah, and we'll watch. We'll watch it. And we'll bring it to you, the listeners. We'll bring it to you. Your favorite um, video game, Todd Phillips's The Joker 2. Um, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. Something French. To, well, Folia to du, joke, I think to, it's called. Two joke, two er. Yeah, two joke, two er. Uh, in this one, he races the Batmobile, mm-hmm. um, but it loses its wheel and he gets away. Uh, sort of mm-hmm. a, sort of one of those classic parables. <laughs> yeah, yeah, know. the you know, jingle bells, Batman smells. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I mean, I would say that uh, the most recent Batman looks like he has an odor. Uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. Oh, he seems sure. like a wet, kind of nasty boy. There's no way he's like bathing uh, as much as somebody that physically active ought to. You no. know. Now that's that's a Batman movie that works. I gotta say. Um, I'm I'm not a bit I'm not I make a lot of jokes about um both Marvel and DC um mm-hmm. at the expense of all of you because well, you know, uh we all deserve it. Um, we deserve what we we get what we fucking deserve, uh, you mm-hmm, could say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I play Final Fantasy. Like I'm not pretending like I'm innocent in all of this, but um <laughs> I too that was a movie. Yeah, that 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 was a movie about a weird little guy and that's why it was so great. Uh, a weird little uh, a weird little horny incel who <laughs> is like just 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 Robert Pattinson creeping around being a weirdo is 10 out of 10 every time we love him uh yeah he's one of my favorite actors going uh i just want to see him be a little creep in things mm-hmm. uh i can't believe that they put him in a movie with Willem Dafoe it's one of the best movies i've ever seen <laughs> holy shit watch the lighthouse <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, what movie is not good is Zack Snyder's 
300. <laughs> so, I know what you're thinking. All those big greased up boys? That's a little bit sus, I'm thinking. Uh, maybe it would be good if somebody made something that was like this, but really straight. And really, instead of uh, the the heavily sexual camaraderie between these men, focused more on the glory of the Roman Empire. Um, eternally may it yeah. rain. Um, and the need to save it from the degenerate, vaguely queer ruling class, uh, which can only be done Va by the... Okay, vaguely. <laughs> vaguely. Let me see okay. if you uh, fight right. as well as you dress, <laughs> he said, like, gaily. Like okay, okay, very, very heavy-handedly. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> no, you're right. There's God. nothing vague about it. Um, but they the, can... the 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 antagonist sashays in in his <laughs> earrings and says, <laughs> "Hello, everybody." <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. There's nothing vague about it. I don't even know why I said that. I guess because um, you're being generous. I'm you're, trying you're, to be you're, nice. You're winding up. Uh, I'm winding up to the conclusion of of the the very gay ruling class, which is the only thing that can save glorious eternal Rome from them right. is the military ubermensch. Mm -hmm. um, these are the moral lessons we learn from today's game. Rise, son of Rome. Ambush! The emperor and commoners have made enemies. So many enemies. Big beefy, big beefy guys, but cover them up, cover them up. No gay shit allowed. No gay, no Which gay is just shit. All right. Zero gay shit. Not even like it's the so this. It's the most restrained, like depiction of it. The Boudica invaded Rome on an elephant. <laughs> and it's still the most restrained depiction of antiquity I think I've ever seen, purely because of the lack of dong. We're like, gonna we're gonna get to Boudica because oh my god. Uh but you're right, it's really weird. It's a very like sexless, um very aside from the the uh sort of royal antagonist, it's a very uh very straight imagining of the ancient yeah. world i think uh one thing that in my time uh in the ancient history department of my university often i think to the deep uh loathing of some of the uh more elderly tenured professors uh the ancient world was really horny and and gay and weird and and interesting uh and none of that is really present in in this game this is about being this is about being an american troop yeah. in rome <laughs> this is about being a brave gi boy um and yeah, fighting hungarians made call of duty but if it's if it were gladiator and released after 9-11 um <laughs> and also kind of dynasty warriors it it, um, it it is Dynasty Warriors a bit, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's like a ha- it's a hack and slash game, and but with but with uh, um, QTEs, and also it's like the, the we 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 we've it, it's it's three hundred but straight, and the reason <laughs> yeah. why is because at one point there's at one point in a in a declaration after victory, the central protagonist um, who does exist. Um, says the words Rome is civilization yep. Rome is order Rome is power and then literally he just says we are Rome he, he just like he's, it's like okay now you're basically just quoting 300 yeah uh, <laughs> take off your shirt what are you doing yeah, why is um, your shirt on yeah, centurion excuse me <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was uh, perhaps the one move they made to make this not insanely like fascistic in nature uh was the the sav the ex the external savages that they were fighting were like uh like celtic tribes instead of like yeah you know non-white people <laughs> they were um they there was uh f- yeah at first there was uh well, the whole, almost the whole game is told in flashback yeah. to Nero, um, mm-hmm. who like, oh, if Peter Ustinov could see this performance, my goodness, uh, the N- Nero was like, um, no, but no, but, but, but see, that's the problem with this with this video game is that I don't even know where to start. Do you start with the weird daddy issues? Do you start with the sex, the sexless GI protagonist? <laughs> Do you start with the, with the gay Nero and his gayer son, Boudica, for um, I, an Iceni person from Britannia riding into Rome on an elephant? <laughs> what the yeah. el- the the elephant minigame kind of thing to where at the end of the oh God, I know you're kind of you're kind of like playing Frogger. <laughs> um, but it's elephants. What the fuck was that? <laughs> what so, was that? <laughs> so okay, so I think we might as well just start here because it's yeah, it's sure. the most insane aspect. This game <laughs> is not very concerned with historical uh, accuracy. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's little things you can tell from the start, like Nero being an old man when I believe he died in his thirties. Um, yeah. I I don't know if he had a gay son. To be honest, maybe he did. Um, Nero looks like Newman. He looks like and, Newman from Seinfeld, um, and acts like him, and acts too, like but less him. diabolical and more. <laughs> even though he stabs a guy, still somehow less diabolical and more sniveling and gay. Yeah, he's this sniveling effet, effet, effet. I don't even know how to say effet. it because I'm such effet. a effet. hypermasculine Roman centurion yeah. who's going to save oh, the empire. Sure. Um, for sure. <laughs> This is uh, the maskest pot. This is for sure the oh, maskest yeah. podcast out there. One hundred percent. Yeah, he. Yeah, he's. I feel like you can picture him in your head, uh, and that's what he is. And it's. Um, I feel like they chose him purely because Nero is a name people will recognize and have vaguely negative connotations, whether or not they know why. Like he's he's a yeah. bad emperor, you know. Um. Yeah, they have this. Uh, they they take advantage of the, honestly, the popular discourse that like 
near there's a, there's a like a, a sort of like a reichstag fire popular conception of like nero playing the liar while rome burned which is mostly comes from fiction yeah um like fiction written about the life of nero um there is primary there are primary sources that talk about the end of nero's life but and then there there's the like the the game is not smart enough to um it's good that we talked we're talking about joker and you know per the purge movies and stuff like that because this is another dumb guy property oh yeah it's not smart enough to understand that like yeah sometimes yeah people wrote about you know people wrote negatively about nero and it was probably because you know nero was like many other roman emperors especially at the end of the uh, julio claudian dynasty Mm -hmm. paranoid um probably pretty craven uh uh at least according to seneca seeming does not seem to be you know you know not not that not the um not someone you want to sit down and have a beer with so to speak no i would not have a pint with that lad yeah you know but but at the same time you know the extreme ends of depictions of people particularly from antiquity well it's big you know that's you know there's been thousands of years since that literally the first century um since nero lived and you know this is like see i already got way too ahead of myself because this game isn't smart enough to think of any of that it does not understand um it literally blames nero for the fall of rome and also it has rome fall in the first century which is just a little bit after it's not too far after the end of the republic i think that Um, uh, if i may posit a theory i think they may be confused mm -hmm. the two events because there Mm -hmm. is a tendency with kind of just like the popular you know people who who, you know haven't even really read about it just have a vague understanding of of rome a lot of people don't really delineate between fiction and things that are are purporting to be historical accounts when it comes to Mm -hmm. uh more ancient writers i think it's all just you if you go back far enough i feel like a lot of people will just assume that fiction did not yet exist so this must be an account um yeah they treat a lot of of like ancient greek and roman writings that way oh man yeah that's probably true it's like this isn't even pretending to be real i don't understand um insert epic reddit atheist segue into making that about the bible anyway um (laughs) yeah maybe they do really think that like like the visigoth sacking of rome was like near maybe they literally are just maybe they literally just got those events mixed up and then didn't look into it this is the people who made the original far cry only the original one but yeah so they're uh, you know know. that's interesting (laughs) that is interesting um Boudicca rides an elephant that's all you really need to know right so yeah rome is attacked uh not by the visigoths in the uh 400s but in the it, it was the the first century, wasn't it? Um, yeah. By Boudicca, who uh, I, I don't think ever left like no. the the British Isles. No, she died there. <laughs> yeah, she very much died there. Um, I don't I don't know if in life she so much as visited away from there because that would have been a far fucking trip uh, at that point in time. Um, it, but no, in this she uh, full on attacks the city of Rome all the way in Italy with uh, uh, an army of war elephants that (laughs) 
I don't know where she got those. <laughs> they don't yeah, from concern Han- from Hannibal from the from the second punic war several hundred years before that <laughs> yeah like i i feel like that kind of gets combined into like somebody i think somebody vaguely remembers some details from like high school history class and we're like yeah i think i kind of get how this all happened <laughs> yeah, now, let, now let's 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 focus on making sure that this works with the xbox connect technology that we know everyone's going to be using oh yes of course uh, yeah. um it's awesome. I'm going to be honest. When when you see Boudicca storming Rome on a war elephant, it's so fucking funny. And it's like, yeah, you know what? This rules. I think we need more just ludicrous historical fiction like that. I think she should have won. I think that would have been a fun ending. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Boudicca destroys it, it, Rome. I. It looks like they were going to like make him hook up at the end or something. Yeah. Like, but then no. Like she, yeah, you know, he chopped her head off. But uh I laughed I laughed in joy um well multiple times in the game because it could be pretty funny. Yeah. Um but two clear times, um uh which was the first time was when Boudicca came riding came riding into Sac Rome on an elephant. Um and the second time was when you sit down to fight Boudicca as like the as like one of the final bosses. Um, and <laughs> she's basically like, like right before she stands up to you and she like, sw- she has these two swords that she uses and she goes like a ninja and like three ninjas strike back or something like a power rangers enemy. Oh yeah. And it's like w- making ninja whooshing noises. <laughs> I expect her to start saying hi. And then you basically like fight her in the style of the more contemporary Mortal Kombat games almost. It feels like it it becomes a different game for it. the combat's the same and like but it feels like it becomes Mortal Kombat and it's real I'm like I was laughing and fighting and laughing and it was we it's it's weird. <laughs> um I was I was reminded of um What's he called? I think he's called Higgs, right? The guy in Death Stranding uh, towards the yeah. the finale of that game where there's a very, like, tongue-in-cheek change to, like, a side-view uh, mm. fighting game, and you just duke it out. Yeah. Um, it was, like, it felt like that, but, like, totally serious, and it fucking owns so hard. I think they should have thrown in more people. Maybe Leonidas and his 300 should have just turned up. Why not? Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like fucking Spider Man. Like Spider Man is like, in this one. Uh, the Joker anything. actually is. <laughs> <laughs> Just they they put Gary Glitter in in Rise Son of Rome. Um, <laughs> Everyone's really mad. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. They haven't posted a public apology yet. Um, yeah, it's 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 hot nonsense, and it's it's funny and interesting that way. Um, I, I think the I think the only thing that was a slog was the actual gameplay itself. Um, yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was, it came out in um, shit twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah, it was twenty fourteen, um, and that was kind of a period where people were trying to figure out this action third person mm-hmm. thing. 
Dark Souls had just come out a few years earlier and really kind of changed the game away from the more fast-paced kind of hack and slash of like early God of War and Devil May Cry towards a bit more of a slow kind of uh, you know interplay of blocking, dodging, attacking, and and just kind of mm-hmm. like you know thinking more about I guess timings and enemy attack patterns rather than like combos and stuff. Um, and you know some people took that new direction better than others this one it tried to marry that with kind of quick time events it had one okay idea which is that instead of a big button popping up uh, the enemy would just kind of flash the color mm-hmm. of um, I'm sure if you're colorblind that was awful I have no idea if it had any <laughs> settings for that um, but it, they'd flash yeah like uh, yellow or blue for the, the Y or the X on an Xbox controller or whatever um, and that was alright but it's it's not a long game, and it still felt like a lot of the combat was just kind of going on. <laughs> That's not a good yeah, sign. Yeah, you. It had these. It has these like execution sequences that you can. This is very God of War y, um, and you know they look good. The game looks really good. Yeah, Crytek um, always makes something that looks good. You can give yeah. them that. <laughs> I do, except for when the I'm, I do really like it when um, all of the uh, characters on screen will basically be in very in waves, swinging their sword in the exact precise way. Um, yeah, um, it can be it can be very uncreative that way in terms of the models kind of do the um, the same thing while standing next to each other. At one point, you see them all perfect. They all everyone perfectly like form get, like moves into formation and makes the exact move at the same time which i thought was pretty funny that was another time when i actually laughed so um, oh is that when you're doing like the shield wall advance and everyone's moving yeah. like exactly the same animations yeah i like the idea of that like i thought that was a cool mm-hmm. idea not you know it maybe needed a bit of work but <laughs> yeah oh yeah it was a, it's a very interesting idea to think that like you can it's a way to sort of like introduce a multitude into like a single player experience which i think could actually be really really neat which is my my uh my my uh my do- my doctoring of this of rise son of rome of rise son of rome is this it's actually um a, a spartacus video game you need to play spartacus it needs to incorporate all of those you know, choosing where to, it needs to do a better job at refining and choosing where you shoot arrows and when you send guys and making certain choices or whatever. The game, Rise Son of Rome, lets you like play two sort of versions of an event where it like it, you, you can give orders to someone to like say to, 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 to place archers in a certain spot. Yeah. And that will suppress a certain kind of an enemy, but you have to deal with a different kind of a problem as a result. The the only problem I had with with that, hopefully I can find the clip, was when at, at one point you make the choice between the two options, and then the main character goes, uh, "This time we're gonna do it this way." And I'm like, as opposed to next time, like now you're just announcing that you're in a video game. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Th- th- this time we'll go this way. It's like, well. That's <laughs> they've got um, Donkey St. James syndrome from uh, uh, Days Gone. Yeah, he's just true. constantly Locking like narrating everything he does because he's a fucking video game protagonist. 
Uh, yeah, those, the, I feel like he doesn't talk much, but he does it in those very gamey instances where the game pauses yeah. and like a menu comes up and it it really just highlights that you are playing a video game. Um, I could definitely see a version of this that was kind of like, uh, did you play Brutal Legend, the Jack Black video game? No, I didn't. It's kind of interesting because it starts off as like a hack and slash, but as it goes on, it develops like RTS elements where you're on a field as like a fighter, mm -hmm. but you're also controlling units. Right. Um, and I think that could have been a kind of a cool way to go with it. I, it would have been much, you know, more work, I guess, technically, but that would have been neat. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's really, I, I kind of, I like the idea of the Spartacus, uh, take on it because they have that really weird sequence where you become like an arena gladiator for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Which is just to get you to try and play the multiplayer because that's what the multiplayer is, is like an arena battler, I guess. Yeah, I didn't. I'm assuming it's dead. Me uh, you know, this like lesser known game from fucking 2014 can't possibly have <laughs> an active multiplayer scene. Anybody. Yeah. I wonder if they thought that was going to be because it's such a short campaign and this was kind of an era where like Call of Duty they would attach like a super short campaign you can beat in a few hours uh, and then yeah. you know that's the pitch for the multiplayer i wonder if that was their intent cuz uh that did not work no no it did not <laughs> um neither of us played the multiplayer because you can't probably um but you don't need to i know they cuz they incorporated it into the story at one point magic in this game is definitely real oh yeah god is real um, or gods yeah plural, are real as it turns out the whole thing was basically a dream um it's like the end of fucking dallas or whatever like you know it turns out that there's been gods who have been it all is it all is about fulfilling prophecy of oracles and these very vulgar interpretations of roman religion and that and then the gods show up and give you advice sometimes yeah um, and then in the end they were just kind of like playing a game they had like a little wager like mm -hmm. oh is rome gonna do good or is rome gonna do bad yeah. um that's really weird yeah and it i don't know <laughs> it it to me it feels like it it, it lends itself to kind of a a, a a quite harsh reading of it as this weird like fulfillment of this fantasy of, of 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 i don't know being the divine savior of of the rome the roman empire in this way that sometimes kind of makes me think of the way that like mussolini would talk about it um it's this it's really really weird uh, and I was really struck by the very end where it is narrated that um, you saved Rome and it ruled forevermore. Et yeah. Eternal Rome now. Um, you did it. It's Rome for all time. It's like, no, until the end of humanity or something like that. And literally something all like I said was like, no, no, it didn't. Like, <laughs> well, it did in this no. universe because you you took out Nero while Boudica was trying to uh, sack That's Rome right. with her elephants, and uh, mm -hmm. and because you stopped that, uh, it's you sorted it. Yeah, and I, I'm assuming that they introduced uh, some sort of like 
domestic production of elephants that now elephants have become a thing or a roman thing so the the visigoths can't the, fuck with them exactly the western <laughs> roman empire becomes just the now just like covered in elephants or whatever yeah no it doesn't make any fucking sense none of it it doesn't make any sense and it's all based off of like it's it's just like don't there it's it's like whoever made it was like no one cares about this stuff right and it's just like well technically probably not no one not very many people do no but it's not even (laughs) it's not even trying and it's i can't it's so at least kind of feel it feels i can't even tell if i can't even tell if i can if i think it feels earnest or if i think it feels like to me this is a game that was like the connect technology is going to change the way that we play video games everything is going to change what if you got to be a roman who would fight with it and then they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds great. That sounds great. Go with that. Go with that. <laughs> and then, then the project got scrapped, and they got brought back as something different. And then it maybe wasn't about Rome there for a while, or like it feels like they completely engineered the game without having any sense of story in it, and then just picked ten random things from antiquity and put them in, and then arranged them in an order. It like it feels like a really bad movie. Just with the names changed to some <laughs> historical figures and yeah, totally. without some not like it feels like like what's the what's that game? Uh, it feels like exquisite corpse. You know when you write a little something and then someone else writes a little something without seeing what you did and like it. Yeah, it's like a a, a a pastiche exercise. It feels like a pastiche exercise. And so it feels like it being in Rome was maybe a decision that was made quite late in its production, and they just kind of stuck things on there. And I feel like that's why you can kind of see this kind of vague, popular conception of Roman history shining through. Uh, There is an infamous book, I'm sure you're you're aware of it just for the listeners, an infamous book by, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Edward Gibbon called uh, The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire that I think a lot of sort of half-baked ideas about why uh, the Western Roman Empire uh, collapsed Um, and a lot of there's a lot of this feeling of like um, you know the 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 absence of divinity of this sort of like degeneracy uh, as as these kind of root causes in why Rome was was doing poorly at this point um, but you killed the, you know, quote unquote degenerates. Uh, you defeated the physical attackers and fulfilled this divine will. So those were the things that were a threat to Rome, not the logistical impossibility of an empire that size, you know, with fucking 2000 years ago technology. Uh, it was just those things. And since he sorted those out, Rome forever. Because how could this perfect, glorious, uh, you know, before time possibly fail without those bad things, you know? Um, and I, I just, I don't know. It's like a child's understanding of history, uh, even though I think it was probably the mainstream, even kind of among a lot of academics, uh, uh, perception of it for a reasonably long time. It's very contemporary in like it's 
enemies foreign and domestic kind of like like it's cra- it's crazy to me that this wasn't made this feels so a part of a, a, a of a cultural zeitgeist that was born and created in the United States I mean I mean you know American oh, yeah. cultural imperialism we all we all know but it's still it feels very like yeah, that's why you're a Navy SEAL feel, in this game <laughs> I mean it doesn't it, it it's it's a game that feels like it was run through Google Translate but at the same time it also has like it's clearly it's clearly saying some things uh which is that there yeah the, the degeneracy is born both from within and without yeah all of your problems come from degeneracy rather than a um a a, a virt a, a politic of virtue heavily gendered and ma- heavily masculinized politic of virtue that requires you to prove yourself in combat sport and likely to die as a as the only means for assuring that you're fulfilling that social and cultural contract mm-hmm. um but like it's a totally but it's like totally a good thing that's <laughs> this game is all of that and they're like yeah that's great isn't that great it's don't, don't you miss don't you miss don't you miss it and it's like no no i don't want to do that man i don't want to do that you keep almost expecting it to turn around and maybe be a little bit critical of these ideas but it never does it yeah. always doubles down it feels like it's mm-hmm. written by a troop you know like um yeah that's true the the masses are these incompetent afraid you know nondescript people who are just there to you know be protected and evacuated yeah. so that the real men can do the fighting um the you know the elites are these effeminate creeps who are out of touch with the reality of battle the only like good guy you meet is uh like a, a roman general um mm-hmm. your buddy i forget his name uh you know he dies i think Boudica kills him towards the end uh he's your boy and then Boudica, like there's kind of a respect for Boudica cuz she's like a warrior and that's mm-hmm. that's it really um everyone else is just some dickhead you know <laughs> yeah or or gay or very gay yeah and you don't want to be a gay dickhead do you no you want to be a a big strong battle man that's what yeah. you want <laughs> a, a jaw a jawline just a walking jawline yeah no vo- nothing else going on <laughs> at all no thoughts just jawline just jawline just glorious uh you know roman empire forever we are order we are civilization uh, kill the savages. That's what we're saying uh, with our big jawlines, and that's the game. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot like the um, Gerard Butler "Protect the President" movies that my dad loves. Uh, oh, <laughs> Olympus has fallen, and London has fallen, and there's a third one that I did not. Did did not. I'm not even that sick. Uh, <laughs> I did not watch the third one, but the, those movies are really interesting. Um. Because they're like, it's like the sort of like part object of desire in this like libidinized context where it's like, I have, a, I have, I, I have like a, an innate desire to protect dad, which in the case of Rise, Son of Rome is your actual general father. And in the case of the G- Gerard Butler Protect the President movies is President Daddy, basically. Of course, President instead. Papa. Yeah, and so 
Father of it Boss has Baby. These, like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, there's this sense by which these games incorporate themselves into like. There's a sense by which they communicate, and that sense is profoundly Freudian, um, mm-hmm. because it's so. Because again, dumb guy properties are really, really important because they're often just kind of like laying it all out there because these are dumb guys who, but who see themselves as artists. Yeah. And that's when they're just like, what if we made eight movies about legal murder as a social commentary, (laughs) the sort of like representation of the, the anxiety of the remove of that, the removal of that part object is always defensive violence um and i think that's like oh i i see when, when i play these games i'm like oh <laughs> like <laughs> like i think someone needs a hug like and it's i don't know i find it uh i find it i find it interesting it's the stuff that gets kind of swept into the like i, I actually legitimately believe this is the stuff that sometimes gets kind of swept under the rug of culture mm-hmm. and like like i don't think this did well or anything like sometimes no. it's stuff that was incredibly popular that uh just you know people who see themselves as sophisticated don't think that they should be talking about it um yeah this wasn't that case but this is in the same sort of like it's pull it like it's pulling from 15 different cultural inspirations all from a very particular sort of like post 9 11 perspective but that is still very paternal I think that's why it's so sexually restrained as we were talking about too because it Mm -hmm. like it's all about like sort of like socializing libidinal energy and in the case of what they think that means they think that means like being a good troop to like honor your father and mother yeah then they put it in rome and then it gets all fucked up (laughs) and like it's just it's it's great when someone really tries to punch above their weight because they think they're smarter they can tell a smarter story than they're actually capable of doing and it ends up with all this very rich honest stuff and i think that's what this game is really all about you know yeah in a way to me it kind of feels like the opposite of um did you watch that show i think it's from like the late 2000s maybe early 2010s uh called spartacus it was called yes. Blood and Sand. Was the Blood and Sand? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that. <laughs> I, just, I wrote about it. <laughs> oh shit! Hell yeah! I I swear we've actually mm. talked about this before. Um, but it it's always a funny kind of uh, cultural point to me because I feel like you can see the kind of the midway between drier historical Roman movies and you know like Game of Thrones. I always kind of put that yeah. in there. It's like, what if people said fuck and by jupiter's tits and uh they hung dong and that's in the show um mm-hmm. and uh i feel like it is it, it's definitely incredibly libidinal in a similar way but i feel like it's maybe a bit more self-aware that it's schluck you know it's greasy yeah. dudes killing each other in the fucking sand um whereas yeah this game definitely feels like it's trying to reach for something Mm-hmm. maybe fascism <laughs> no not on purpose but like just no not a dong not just a dong no whatever you do don't not- reach for a dong because if you're gay you are emperor nero 
and it's your mm-hmm. fault that Boudica is gonna sack Rome. Yeah. yeah. If you're gay, you're the villain of the story, and it's bad. The Nero stuff was just like, I'm like, who, what is this character? What are you saying to me with this character? What is the... And I'm realizing there's just not a point. They're just... They needed to make it a conflict so they can make him fall off of us and impale himself on a statue of his own making. They need... That's all... They, they were looking for the sequence, the bloody sequence at the end. But then they ended up filling it up with this, like, yeah, Nero's very effeminate, and then he's just like, please, just let me kill myself so I can die with honor. And then he goes, mm, not today. <laughs> no honor <laughs> and then runs me. away. And then yeah. he's, he's killed by impaling. Mm-hmm. Makes you think, happy Pride mm-hmm. Month, everybody. Can I just say... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this is the official Pride episode. This is the official Pride episode. Apparently. Um, it's so fucking weird, dude. I don't... Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I just don't know what to say about a game like this. I, uh, I guess, uh, I guess, as we're, as we're, you know, as, as we sometimes say, especially with the, the more difficult titles that we cover, um, do we think that it's a game worth experiencing in my opinion uh no no maybe maybe go on youtube uh and watch the cutscenes because they're funny um i would never have picked this game up if i wasn't studying roman history um yeah and i saw it and just from like looking at its steam page i could tell it was gonna be like fucked up in some way and i i thought yeah I thought, yeah, this could be fun. I've now got a context that maybe a few years ago I wouldn't have had for for some of the ways that this will be fucked up. Um, And on that level, I enjoyed it quite a bit. But, like, as a video game, I would not recommend this. No, no, it's not good. It's a good good text, but not a good game. Yeah, definitely. And thus, that means you should... Watch a watch a video of someone else playing. Listen to a podcast of some people uh, discussing mm. it. Even could That's be right. could be a way That's to go right. with it. Um, if you hear of one, um, I don't I don't know. Maybe let us know. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, 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 well, if there's another one, definitely let us know because there is no other video game podcast. Um, no, and there's not going to be illegal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if 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 there is another one, you have to tell us about it so we can shut that shit down. Yeah, send us their address. That's not allowed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> this, so I think this was Crytek attempting to make a mainstream hit. Uh, mm-hmm. didn't work really. Uh, <laughs> I, I might be wrong, but I believe they put out a VR game that didn't do well, and then they started development on Hunt Showdown. Um which is a game I really like, but when they were first developing it, it was very different. It looked like more of like a Left for Dead, sort of like a third-person co-op zombie kill-in game. And then their main studio fucking went bust, probably because they kept putting out absolute stinkers like this. <laughs> because they, yeah, because they spent millions of dollars on Rise, Son of Rome. Yeah. And now they're a much smaller uh, German studio who just maintains Hunt Showdown, and that's probably all they're going to do for the foreseeable future. So this was kind of their last hurrah of like a bigger budget kind of cinematic game like this. Um, And I think that's kind of funny. I think that's kind of funny. 
Yeah, I like it when people really go for it. And then, well, uh, we, we get this. It's like it's a lot like, uh, um, well, I, I, it's not exactly like it. One thing it does mimic, funny enough, is the uh, the pattern of sword and sandal epics. Um, in their at the peak of their popularity, they would have budgets of. And this is the 1950s, millions of dollars. Oh yeah, it would not recoup that much. Like MGM putting out stuff. Like I, I basically think of the movie Cleopatra, uh-huh. which is had the most an an an, an unbelievable loss. Supposedly, like there is there is a downward trend in sword and sandal epics, right? Because uh, as as a fellow uh, freak of antiquity, I have also seen good, bad, and ugly, and played good, bad, and ugly about everything having to do with ancient Rome. And, uh, um, well, I mean, you know, Cleopatra was good, but anyway, you know, it reminds me of the, uh, the classic, um, the real classic trope of culture depicting antiquity, which is spending too much money and not recouping it. Um, God bless the ancient world, you know, it's uh, it's a special, it's a, it's a special thing. I guess in that, in that way, this really is a, a, a faithful, uh, homage to the ancient world. I I haven't checked, but there's simply no way this made a lot of money. You know, it just no no way. No one fucking played this game. <laughs> I didn't even really know. I didn't even really know about it until you told me about it. Yeah, and, and I, I didn't played. know about it until probably a couple of weeks before I told you about it because I just saw it on a whim and was like, oh, fucking Crytek made like a Rome game. That's gonna be weird, and uh, it it was weird. <laughs> The the game was supported with DLC upon launch. Mars's chosen. Whoa, whoa! Is there a- dual of Colosseum pack? New maps and modes for multiplayer. They were putting a lot into multiplayer with this. I think they were hoping that uh, this was gonna. They were. This studio probably was starting to see the the financial trouble that was coming for them, that led to their eventual closing down. So they were probably really banking on. Uh, what is the Mars? The Mars Chosen DLC. Oh, a new. Oh, know. it's all it's all multiplayer. Oh, I think it's all multiplayer. It's like character yeah. skins. Oh, they they wanted it so bad. <laughs> yeah, like we said, it's not like I wouldn't really recommend this game at all. Uh, uh, the offer ends June fourteenth, so you won't hear about this, unfortunately. But it takes two is on sale. People should buy that game. Play that game instead. Yeah, I sh- I gotta play that. I need. Oh man, it's good. Man, it's good. Yeah, I heard it was good, but man, I did not expect it. We sat down every night and just played it every night. We would sit down and basically play through a level, and we just did that for a week, and that's how we, that's how we beat, that's how we played the game. It was so fun and silly, <laughs> and it's so inventive, and it's much bigger and longer than I thought it was going. It's not like incredibly long, but it's longer than I thought. Longer than Rise, Son of could... Rome? <laughs> oh, for sure. I played that in one sitting. Yeah, it's like a four-hour game. Yeah, I don't know if that... Um, yeah, I need to play that. Uh, it's just... It's been busy in my household, so both of us having the fucking time to sit down and play a game. Anyway, that's probably... Yeah. We should probably wrap this bad but we should put a big bow on this send it to um well i don't know if there's anyone left alive at bethesda after what happened at e3 uh except for todd that's right that's right 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to say send it to them. Send it to Todd. Send it to Todd. He needs all the ideas he can get since, uh, I don't know, his company doesn't seem to you know, be able to make fucking video games. All gamers are bastards. Mamma mia.